Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. I'm continuing the series on looking at the names of God and ways that God meets us at our point of need. In the last podcast, we looked at how God fights for us. And today we're going to look at a name of God, the Lord, my righteousness, Jehovah Sidkenu. And when I got ready to study this name, I found out it means something very different from what I understood. I thought the Lord, my righteousness, Jehovah Sidkenu, would be about God's holiness. But God's holiness is different from his righteousness. So I'm going to share with you things from my study and the research I did about what this name means for us. So first I want to start with Psalm 4 verse 1, reading from the Passion Translation, and see what this righteousness means for us. God, you are my righteousness, my champion, defender. Answer me when I cry for help. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. I'm being squeezed again. I need your kindness right away. Grant me your grace, hear my prayer, and set me free. So we can see right here in Psalm 4 that God's righteousness is related to defending us, delivering us, giving us victory. And when it says enlarge me, it's related to expand me with joy. So those are some pretty awesome (laughs) ways to access the power, the love, the righteousness of God to intervene for us and to give us joy even in the midst of our challenges. Now in the Amplified Bible, Jeremiah 23 verses 4 and 6, we see some interesting things about the Lord, my righteousness. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them and they will fear no more nor be dismayed. Neither will any be missing or lost, says the Lord. In his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name by which he shall be called, the Lord, our righteousness. So here we see how God establishes order and peace for us, that that's part of being the Lord, my righteousness, that he allows us to be whole, to be safe, to be secure, and that his mercy is connected even to his righteousness and justice for us in things that have been unjust. And in verse 4, it talks about neither any will be missing or lost. There's that shalom, the wholeness of God. So there's lots of things connected to the Lord, my righteousness. So let's take a look at what the theological word book of the Old Testament says about this word for righteousness. So first, it's related to the idea of something being straight, not deviating from a standard. So this is God's moral standard that we see set up in his word so that we know what he sees as right. The Ten Commandments, 
the standards that we use in relationship to being cleansed and delivered and the righteousness in terms of how we relate to other people. So we know that we become new persons in Jesus Christ, that we don't have righteousness in and of ourselves. That's in Isaiah. It says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we can't rely on our righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're told that we become new creations in Jesus Christ, that we are able then to put on his righteousness so that our sin is covered by the blood of Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross, and we are free to become new creations and we receive a new spirit. And we find that in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, starting in verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. From all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. That's if our hearts have become hardened by sin. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall heed my ordinances. Verse 29, I will also save you from all your uncleanness. So we see that we need God's help to love him and to worship him and to obey him. If we're gritting our teeth, trying to be a good person, trying to be holy, we're not going to succeed because none of our goodness is good enough for God. So he gives us his spirit. He gives us a new nature. He empowers us to walk in his righteousness, to put on his righteousness, and then we're clean before him. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So since Jesus paid for our sin, that we don't have to carry guilt or shame, that Jesus paid one time for all of our sin. So each time we sin, we can come to the Lord and say, hey, I need your righteousness again. Please forgive me. Please cleanse me. And he does it based on the work of Jesus Christ, not because of our goodness, because we can't earn that kind of power and love and cleansing. So again, the name of God here is Jehovah Sidkenu. The Lord is my righteousness. I'm not righteous myself. The Lord is my righteousness. So as the Lord executes righteousness, justice for us, He wants us to do the same thing in the way we interact with other people, in the way our institutions carry out their responsibilities, in the way that the courts operate. All of these things are related to the Lord our righteousness. There is an order that he wants individuals to live in. We looked at these when we looked at all the aspects of the kingdom of God in previous podcasts. So this is Jeremiah 22, 3. Thus says the Lord, execute justice and righteousness and deliver out of the hand of the oppressor, him who has been robbed and do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger or temporary resident, the fatherless or the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. So these are the kinds of things the Lord wants us to consider that we don't just look out for ourselves, 
but we consider the plight of those who are helpless, that we want to elect individuals who will execute, implement the righteousness of God, who will be fair and reasonable, and that there's no favoritism. So there's a lot of concepts connected to the Lord, our righteousness. Now looking at Isaiah in chapter 32, again, I'm in the Amplified Bible, looks at the role of the Holy Spirit, and then also what happens in individuals and in lands when God's righteousness, God's order is followed. So I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit. When the Spirit is poured out upon us from on high, the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the effect of righteousness will be peace, internal and external, and the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, in safe dwellings, and in quiet resting places. So again, we see that shalom peace, wholeness, restoration, financial, relational, physical, nothing missing, nothing broken, we saw earlier. We have hope, we have a refuge, we have a place that is secure without worry. So this basis for righteousness that's based on our relationship with God and following the Lord, coming out of the power of the Holy Spirit, that that impacts a city and a nation, that impacts institutions. So these are things we can pray for, that the Lord would pour out his spirit so that people would be drawn to him, so that individuals in positions of power would execute God's righteousness and God's justice, not human agendas. So remember that any aspect of God, his righteousness, his mercy, his holiness, it's balanced with other aspects of his character. Otherwise, we can get into what I've heard people call sloppy agape, where there's love without any standard, where there's tolerance for every kind of evil. And God's holiness, God's righteousness is balanced with his mercy. We see that in a couple of places. Psalm 85.10 says, Mercy and loving kindness and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. So we see this merging of righteousness and peace. And it's said of Jesus in John 1.17, For while the law was given through Moses, grace, unearned, undeserved favor, and spiritual blessing, and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we are able to access God's righteousness, his truth, and the capacity for mercy, all within the ordinances of God through our relationship with Jesus Christ and being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that we see that the Lord our righteousness is related to ethical and moral standards, truthfulness. The Lord our righteousness is related to our vindication and our victory. Here's Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication 
which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. So again, we see this merging, that as we obey the Lord, as we trust in him, he becomes our fighter, our vindicator, our champion to make things right, to correct what is wrong, to restore what's been lost. And we've talked a lot about that in the previous podcasts about expecting God to intervene, to restore what's been lost in our personal lives, in our families, even in our nation. Our salvation, our peace, even our financial prosperity is related to the Lord our righteousness who prospers us, who makes things right for us as we walk with him. So I always like to make some comments about how to access that connection with the Lord. So we need to make sure that we're in covenant relationship through Jesus Christ. You can ask Jesus to be your Savior. You only need to do that one time. And then he fills us with his Spirit. But each day, we need to connect with the Lord and be refilled with his Spirit, to be energized, to walk in his order, in his peace, in his righteousness. Let me read to you from the Passion Translation. This is Psalm 118, starting in verse 19. Swing wide, you gates of righteousness, and let me pass through, and I will enter into your presence to worship only you. I have found the gateway to God, the pathway to his presence for all his lovers. I will offer all my loving praise to you, and I thank you so much for answering my prayer and bringing me salvation. The Lord himself is the one who has done this, and it's so amazing, so marvelous to see. This is the very day of the Lord that brings gladness and joy, filling our hearts with glee. Oh God, please come and save us again. Bring us your breakthrough victory. So again, we see this turning to the Lord for forgiveness of sin, encountering him on a daily basis, asking for what we need, worshiping him, declaring his word, declaring the way that he's already stepped in. And that testimony of where God has already stepped in is an exercise of faith, and it also invites God to do it again. So we want to make sure that we're cultivating our relationship, spending time with him, resting in his presence, Again, the first three podcasts, I focused on that. Learning his word so that we could worship him in the spirit and in truth, it says in John chapter 4. That we can decree his word in faith and as a weapon to see God's righteousness come forth for us. He is our champion. So I'm going to mention a couple of resources and then I'm going to decree a blessing over us based on these names of God. On my YouTube channel, you can find The Lost Teaching, which explains a little bit about covenant relationship to God. And you can also find the gift of peace, that the Lord is our source of peace. And there's a lot of things connected to that concept of peace. You can find my books on Amazon. So here is a prayer of decree focusing on these names of God. So I thank you, Lord, that you are El Shaddai. You are the one who reconstructs the places in me that are broken, who meets me as a mother, who does the things for me that I can't do for myself. Thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom. You are the God of my peace. 
You are able to take all the broken pieces of my life and make me whole. You prosper me. You restore my soul, my family, my body, my finances. You restore my vision for the future, my vision for my purpose here on earth in expanding your kingdom. You fill me with your joy. You are Jehovah Sidkenu, my righteousness. You clothe me with righteousness and you forgive my sin. You set my feet upon a rock. You fill me with joy. You give me power to make good choices. You fight my battles as I lean into you and obey you and follow you and praise you because you're worthy of all my affection. You're worthy of being first in my life and you respond to me when I cry. Thank you, Lord, for all of these ways that you go before me, that you break open the things that are stuck and that you restore those things that are broken. We declare these things and expect good things. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this, share it with a friend.